Hey, I'm Janelle. And I'm Amber. Collectively, we are Brown Girl Alchemy. A mother-daughter unit using our personal journey and growth within our blackness, womanhood, and lives in general to motivate, activate, revolutionize, inspire, uplift, and heal. We hope to navigate through the seasons with you as we alchemize authentically into the best versions of ourselves. We are our sister's keepers, and this is Brown Girl Alchemizing. Hey, y'all. Hey, beautiful brown girls. We are back with our 11th episode. 11, the master Master number. And this week, we are talking about... Sisterhood. Yes, sacred sisterhood, and just overall how we black and brown women treat each other exactly the highs the lows everything in in betweens yes we can be talking about your best friend we could be talking about your real sister or we could be talking about the the woman that you see on instagram or social media or down the block or at the store how do we receive each other how do we treat each other yes but first We'll dive into what's happening in the astrology world, what's going on in the Lunarverse. So, we are being initiated into this new path that is foreign in action, but not foreign in thought. Mm. There are deep-rooted visions that we've been waiting to unfold for ourselves, but... For so many reasons, we weren't really able to do so because, you know, in order to move forward, you have to revisit the past. And this was a reflection of all of the planets that we had retrograding this summer and the eclipse season and all the purging that we did. This was a crazy summer. It was absolutely insane. Everyone I talked to literally says the exact same thing. This was like the worst summer they've ever had. Yeah. So it's a universal energy that everyone is feeling. But it's like now those planets that were retrograding, they're direct. So we're hitting this refresh button. Saturn and Mercury's transits are the most notable to me right now. So we have Saturn, the planet that rules structure, time, and lessons. And with it now direct and in the sign of Capricorn, Mm. we can enforce maturity, discipline, and just bossing up into our lives right now. That's all about like... Capricorn is an earth sign. There's so much earthly energy uh-huh. and these themes of just being stable and being grounded, grounded. and rooting ourselves. Right. And then we have Mercury that's in the sign of Virgo. Mm. Mercury is the planet of communication. And being in Virgo projects this sharpness about how we communicate without the embellishments or feeling like we have to walk on eggshells. Because when Mercury was retrograding, there were so many com- and Mars was retrograding. There was the same a lot time. of miscommunication. Yeah, there right? was so much conflict about like any any, any and everything. Thing. You had to literally walk on eggshells. And then now, like we have this very very special new moon in Virgo, and it being the sign, and it being in that sign, we're getting down to the nitty gritty and being powered by productivity and just overall materializing our desires with an emphasis on business and our personal health Mm. so if you try to like become vegan or vegetarian or start a new diet or start working out yeah this is definitely what's going to help you out with that we can all use that help right yes right and it's also connected to like medicine as well okay so this is a really good time for like healers Ooh. yep put my hand up Hello. (laughs) 
if we work with it this new moon will be the fuel to our fire we can be intentional about the declarations we're making with ourselves and our lives we can restart our goals and missions again because we were disrupted this whole summer everything was disrupted the universe was like oh you think you want this Eh, that ain't for you and literally forced it out of your life right and now you're kind of just sitting there we're all kind of just sitting there in like this empty farm with nothing growing right just waiting for something to grow so now is the it's harvest season and it's a fertile time for us to plant these seeds yes i'm really really excited about this if you can't tell because it's just been it's been crazy i've been feeling like the crazy thing is I don't I haven't been feeling stagnant. I just feel like I've been like the the ground above me has just been shaking. Yeah. Like even though I don't see movement physically, I feel it energetically right. and I feel things shifting right. in the backdrop. So I know But you that, feel out of control. Yeah. So that's a little fearful. Absolutely. Like, right? It's super fearful. Because the universe is kind of telling you like, yes, you're the captain of your ship, but not right now. Nope. Because there's some things that are karmic. There's some things that are fate. There, there are some things that are destiny that we have in the works for you. So sit back and allow. That's the epitome of the will of fortune. By Isn't the that way. crazy? Yeah. I don't know. And I just pulled that card. <laughs> Going along with that, for a lot of us, these goals and the direction and the path has changed. But the intention that you set with how you want to feel and how you want your life to feel remains the same and now we can really get to work with some of these things that were without the distraction of the things that were blocking us the lessons that we learned about ourselves this past eclipse season can serve as a medicine to heal us to cure us Mm. progress self-mastery investment productivity stability structure routine routine very very important Health, medicine, and action are the key terms that we have to keep in mind during this new moon. So, of course, Am, we are going to progress with our candle ritual. Yes. Yes. And this week, we're going to be lighting a blue candle. You know why? And what does that do? Tell me. Okay. So, (laughs) we want to light a blue candle because we like to awaken truth, unwavering communication, and, of course, kindness. Because these are the essentials in nurturing acceptance and love. Yes. And our affirmation of you this. You know week. Nellie's coming through with the affirmation. With the affirmations. I love and accept my authentic self in a way that dilutes insecurities and allows me to accept my sisters as co-creators. I acknowledge that the universe has abundance for us all. Two times? Ashe, yes. One more time. I love and accept my authentic self in a way that dilutes insecurities and allows me to accept my sisters as co-creators. I acknowledge that the universe has abundance for us all. And so it is. And so it is. That last line is everything. I acknowledge that the universe has abundance for all. There's room for us all. There's room for us all. And... It's important that we teach our children this, right? Because there's a level of competitiveness in, in in humans, period. But I think, especially in our community, because there's kind of this what do they call it? Crab in a barrel. Mm -hmm. We've had to fight for everything 
So we become competitors with each other instead of lending that helping hand right. and extending that love and assistance. Yep. And this extends into our sisterhood, yes. right? Like in these spaces that we're in, there's this strong force that hones in on community and sisterhood. And we feel like it's important for us to dive, really, really dive into it because it's not 100% authentic. Like we have to keep it real with ourselves and right. we have to keep it real with each other. Right. And we have to start off with how we treat each other, not just online when we comment, hey girl, yes, you're mm -hmm. killing it, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. But it it falls also down to like, when we're walking down the street, what is that exchange like? Right. Cause I get two, I get two different responses. Right. How I do too. You? I do too. And I hate to say this, but I feel that I get more negative than positive. Mm -hmm. And with that said, I'll say that this is also my perspective because you never know what a person is thinking mm -hmm. or you know, if they're projecting their negative day or something might have just happened before they come across you. But have any of y'all experienced something where you've been in, you're in an amazing mood and you're feeling good about yourself and that takes some time and effort. Yes. You know, that takes some effort to to feel good about yourself. You might be feeling a little bloated. You might have a, you know, a pimple on your face. You're working hard to to just be in a space where you you're exuding some self-confidence and you're feeling good. You're feeling yourself. You're in your bee bag. Yeah. It's good. I'm right. I'm that bitch. And you go out the house and you're smiling and you're glowing your lip gloss and you're is spreading popping. you're sprinkling glitter all over the place you smell good and, all and then you come across a sister that's just as beautiful with that brown skin shining but you get stopped short right in your tracks with the nastiest look you could ever imagine right. like you just ruined their whole life by just appearing yeah. I have to That's tell so you, hurtful. that is the most hurtful experience when it comes from your own sister. And I would say, what? Let me pause you. Go ahead. You've been saying sister right. a lot. And I think that that's something that we need to dissect a little bit. Okay. Because do we see each other as sisters for real, for real? I don't or think because we do. That, and that's the point. We right. don't. But we sis each other. Yes. But we don't really see each other. And that's where we are. This is the point that we are going to drive in the ground. There is a connectiveness. We share the same experiences. No one else on this planet, not your husband, not your, your mom. I'm sorry, not your husband, not anyone else on this planet is going to understand your experience like your sister yeah it's it's just there's a connectiveness they're going to understand what you're going through with your husband with your children at your corporate job your feelings about your skin your feelings of your insecurities your feelings about self-worth we all share those same commonalities i feel like we are the only group of people that can be in a room 
and something kind of funny or shady happens and all we have to do is it's give each other a exactly. look and look says girl exactly girl exactly. did you just peep did you just see that tea yes <laughs> and there's something so dope about that though there is so why don't we embrace it a little bit more embrace it we're not each other's competition because going back to what we said what we always say yes the universe has abundance for us all so I'm not your competition for a job. I'm not your competition for a man. Because what's for you is for you, and what's for me is for me. And we're, as we always say, we're all one of one. Yes. So why are we comparing ourselves? And I think a lot of this, I mean, a lot of this is not our fault. No, it's not. It's generational. Yeah, it's generational. It's being forced into white spaces where they literally only give one of us an opportunity right and you become the token this goes all the way back to slavery yeah. this goes all the way back to colorism yeah you know we can get deep Let's but i don't even yeah, i mean i don't i don't want to go that deep because i feel like there's a million conversations about that but i will acknowledge that it, it, it exists and it's something that we have to overcome and no one can help us through this we have to help ourselves through this yeah because we know what each other needs, we have the ability to become each other's medicine. Right. There's nothing more beautiful than receiving a compliment or a smile or just some type of acknowledgement of I see you, sister, you're doing your thing. It's, it's an amazing feeling because... We live in spaces, we work in spaces that don't belong to us, where we're the outsider. So it's important for us to accept and embrace each other because the rest of the world is always going to make us feel like we don't matter. So why don't we make each other not just feel, but know that we do matter? Right. Both in, in all spaces that we're in. In all spaces. Not just, you know, when you're online, on your timeline. <laughs> right. Because that's another thing. Like, you'll be online and you'll, you know, hey, sis, this, hey, sis, that. And then you see each other in person. It's And it's a completely different dynamic. Right. It shouldn't be that way. No. We should be keeping the same energy. Like, keep that same keep, energy. Keep that same energy in literally every area of our lives. Yes. But especially about how we connect with each other right i think i want to bring up an important point i think that all of us have experiences where we're going through something and we're not feeling great you might have lost your job your money isn't right your negro is acting up <laughs> your kids are acting up whatever it is that um is is taking you to a negative space sometimes we we project and you might see someone who appears to have it all together. Mm -hmm. And I say appears, and I'll tell you why. You never, ever know anyone's story. You don't know what happened before that person stepped foot outside. You don't know what happened last week or last year or the journey they were on to get to this space that they're in. Or even if they're in a good space, they could just be putting on a front. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So 
always try to send positivity, always try to give positivity so that it's returned to you. And I know it's easier said than done because as black women, I think we experience trauma on a regular basis. Every day we experience trauma and it's not just about death or ends of relationship or, you know, losing jobs. It's just the things that we, we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis being black Black and being women. And who else is going to better understand that than your sister? Right, Anne? Yeah. Nobody else understands us the way that we do. No. So we used to have these experiences. We both, you know, come home and talk. We've spoken about them. Um, You know, being out and being in a good mood and feeling good. And then you run into someone and, you know, they give you a look like you ruined their whole lives. And in the past, when I say the past, when I was younger, that would fuel me. I would be hurt. The hurt would turn to anger. And then the anger would be projected as pettiness. And when I say pettiness, because you're making me feel uncomfortable. So now I'm going to really show my ass. So I'm going to switch a little harder. I'm going to smile a little brighter, even if I don't feel like it. But if I feel that you're sending negative energy my way because of you don't like the way I look or maybe you feel like I'm taking your light or your your shine. Let me turn my light up. Then let me turn it up. Now I understand that I shouldn't take things personally because that's part of the four agreements. Never take anything personally. And most times when someone is, is upset or they're projecting negativity towards you, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with how they're feeling about themselves. So with that said, in my growth, I return any negativity with a smile. I make sure that when I'm in spaces and I see uh, other brown women, I give them a smile, I give them a high, I give them a compliment. And even when I get the little, the Scrooge look, I sh- I'll shock them and be like, hey, how you doing? You look beautiful today. Guess what? It, it messes it's like <laughs> oh yeah it oh, completely messes it yeah but it's okay it's it's okay it's okay I'm not I'm not coming from a, a place of the ego anymore I'm trying I'm trying I'm a work in progress but I'm trying to come from a place of my heart chakra right. and understand that a lot of us come from a place of lack of love we don't feel loved we feel unloved and when you feel unloved, what do you do? You project. You project that. Yeah. I think with me, um, my issue, which I've talked about it before, was like constantly dimming my light because I would get a certain response, even when I wasn't like intention. When you when you shine and when you're luminous. That's something that you can't control. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize that. I thought that I could turn it on and off, but I can't. That's just, if that's, you know, <laughs> that's just that's just who you are. And this sounds hilarious right now. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, y'all, she's talking about, she can't turn her shine off. I thought I could. She is just glowing. I thought I could, but apparently I couldn't. So instead of dimming my light, um... I would now I instead try to help others illuminate their light so that we can both shine. Right. So you don't feel like so it looks like it's 
it's a group of baddies in the room. It I love it. It doesn't look like one girl is shining and another girl is like super, you know, with her shoulders down and her head down because she's embarrassed and sucking her thumb in a corner. But right. But you, you know, know what, Em? I have to say that when we say this glow and this shine, um, it's, it's not, not a physical thing. thing. It's not a physical it's, thing. It's coming from your spirit. Yeah, your aura, your soul. It's coming from your spirit. There's something in you that is going to shine it's going to glow regardless of how sad you feel regardless of your of your experiences it's going to come through and people are attracted to light yeah they're attracted to shiny things yeah so um you can't be upset when someone else is projecting that light what you can do is sit down and talk to them and and, and maybe they'll share some of that light with you yeah and i think also like when i see other when I see other women shining and out there killing it, do you not love it? Because I I'm know I do. I'm so inspired. I'm so inspired because it's like you're owning it. Yeah. It's not. It's not just about shining, but like a woman that owns that light, and is, it makes me proud. Yeah. Because we're all connected. Yeah. So I, I don't feel intimidated. I'm not jealous. I'm not hating. I'm just like, yeah, girl, do your thing. I and, love it. And I think also like the world around us tends to like put put us in this box so that we aren't shining so that when we break down that barrier is so 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 dope i agree so when it comes to nourishing relationships with other black women what do you think some of the keys are you tell me yours first for me my number one is being honest about where you are in your journey i love that because what do you mean by that not so much being honest with like her or your friends but knowing where you are knowing what space that you're in because if you want to attract a certain type of woman to be around mm -hmm. you can't be threatened when you attract mm. it and you're thrown off or you're jealous or you're comparing her comparing her to you or whatever the case may be right you have to be confident and content with who you are right. so that you guys instead of you know feeling that like feeling void or actually feeling like less or weaker right because she's in your life allowing like those beautiful qualities that she inhabits to rub off on you and you guys can you know exchange energy i love it I love it. And I mean, this all, once again, it goes back to self-love and self-acceptance. Because when you're comfortable in your own skin, no one else can make you feel insecure. Yeah. And I mean, we're all insecure. So this isn't like... Right. Don't be insecure. No. This is really you more so be mindful right. of your insecurities. Your insecurities should be self-insecurities. I mean, we all want to fight these insecurities, but another woman should not make you feel insecure. And if she does, then that's a, that's a clue to yourself that you need to go back to the drawing board and kind of work on, on what's going on with you. And look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Yeah, because it's not about that person. It's, it's about you and uh, what you feel you're lacking. Yeah. We need to be whole. We need to feel whole. And um, just love yourself completely where, wherever you're at in your journey. Right. Wherever, whatever space you're in, you need to love yourself in that space. Yes. And grow from there. Ashe. I think another key point for me 
also is to allow your soul to guide you. And what I mean by that is when you meet someone or you exchange energy with someone, you know just by the vibes if they if you guys are going to be right for each other in a friendship. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, it takes getting to know someone and, you know, all of the baggage that comes with it. But sometimes there's a chemistry, right? Yeah, but it's, it's a chemistry and it's not like necessarily a romantic chemistry, but it's like, wow, I really, right. I really, really vibe with you. Right. And you um, might share some of the same morals, values, interests. Exactly. And I feel like allow those things to attract you rather than like physical the superficial looks or things. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Definitely. Because um, that's how you find your soul tribe. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And um, for me, I would have to say uh, not everyone is going to be on this love and light thing. And quite frankly, I'm a Scorpio. I have very fixed energy. I'm not for everyone and everyone isn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't vibe with everyone. And that a lot part. of it has to do with because I'm so energy sensitive. If I pick up on negative energy, I just can't really try to. I don't have time to figure out where it's coming from or why. I just don't want to be in your space. And it's like it doesn't even necessarily right. have to be negative energy. But energy is just that's not, not for you. Exactly. You know what's you intuitively. You know what's for you. Exactly. So with that said, I'm not saying you know like hug a tree, go up to every brown girl you see and hug them. But the most important thing is to respect, respect that woman, respect her journey, respect her past, respect what you know that she's experienced because you guys are kind of living in the same space, and that probably is the key word right put some respect put some on respect our name on our name on our tribe yeah on our sisterhood yeah you don't have to you don't have to love everyone you don't even have to like everyone but just respect respect your sisters with the idea of respect i had to learn to not be so judgmental because i have this thing where it's like I, ha- I use myself as the guide or the guideline. And it's like, well, I did this. You are the syllabus. Yes. So why can't? No. Not everyone has the same advantages. Not everyone has the same starting point. Not everyone has the same background. You don't know what someone has experienced. And we're not on the same time. We're not exactly. So... You you don't know what has filled someone's space to get some get them to the point they are right now. So you can't judge their life. You can't judge their choices. And quite frankly, who the hell are you to be judging anybody? And I tell that to myself all the time. Mm-hmm. I do check myself. You know I do, Em. Yeah. So let's not judge each other. Let's just accept and respect one another. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Major key alert. Yeah, sometimes a person's choices that they make might not be wise. They might not be noble. They might not be moral or morally correct. But we don't know why they've made those choices. Maybe, you know, they've seen their mother do the same thing. Maybe they didn't have all the tools that you have. So we have to learn 
to come from a space of love. And you, when you come from a space of love, you're going to always accept and respect. Yes. And, and that kind of brings me to support. Mm. being in friendships and just having like sacred sisterhood and you're seeing your friend for example like seeing your friend date someone that you don't necessarily agree with their relationship but mm -hmm. you're like you know what this is her journey and I'm in no position to give her advice on it or tell her what to do unless she asks right. and even then that's like a slippery slope you just have to show unwavering support i agree no, no matter what you know what choices that they make it's so weird but check them it's so weird this is off but on this topic a little bit but it's so weird when um i like to read comments online and i don't know why because they <laughs> aggravate the hell out of me yeah but i i just like to get perspective i think and <laughs> the comments i read when people talk about other people's relationships and what they would or would not do I don't, even, I don't even know what to say. It's, it's ridiculous. It's insane. It's like, as a woman, you know that we're, we come from this emotional space, right? Mm -hmm. We've all been an asshole for someone. We've all been a fool for someone, right? Yep. So you know what that entails. Stop. Stop it. You never know what you're going to do unless you're in the situation. So... Instead of always throwing that dagger, just come from a space of love, right? Right. Just come from a space of love because you don't under you don't know why that person is in that situation or why they're choosing to stay in a situation. I'm just gonna keep coming back to this space of love thing because love, like I said, doesn't have to mean that, you know, you're hugging and kissing. It just means like that you respect that person because she has the same color skin as you and, and your experiences and your commonalities um, make you sisters. The Carters captured the vibe when they titled their album Everything, everything is Love. Everything is love and love is everything. everything. Okay, so this was basically like general. Like we didn't really get into like... Um, specific relationships like your best friend or your core group of friends but I want to talk a little bit about that too because I, I've heard a lot of women I've heard in the past women say like you can't oh I don't trust any woman like I would never trust any woman with my man I only have guy friends I don't really yeah. attract women that <laughs> That to me is insane. And some of this is like learned behavior because I think I, I, <laughs> I hate to call my grandmother out because she's not here to defend herself. Um, but I do remember my grandmother, you know, she was crazy about my grandfather, but she would always say, like, I, I don't have no woman to run my man. But I feel like, and this is not to my grandmother, I'm not talking to her, I'm talking to <laughs> us <laughs> as women. If you don't have at least one best friend, you know, I have two. But if you don't have at least one woman in your life that you can't trust with everything, then to me, I don't know. There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. Do you not agree or do you agree? Um, it's not that I don't agree. Uh-huh. I just... Because that, to me, 
that means that there's there's something going on with how you're choosing your friends okay I think the key to that is if you haven't had one in your life yet because yeah in your life yet right and it doesn't mean you might not have a best friend right now right she might have been part of the eclipse right but just what what I feel like is important to just have to have experienced that relationship and that dynamic and having like finding solace in a sister. Right. I happen to have, and maybe I'm lucky, but I have to, I'm going to preface this by saying, um, I didn't, my best friends didn't come until later in life. Mm -hmm. So in, in probably after 2930 and they've been consistent with me since, but I happen to be one of those lucky women that I have two women in my life. I have a sister too, but she's, she's my baby sister. She's almost like my daughter. So I'm 12 years older than her. So our dynamic, the relationship between us is a little different. But I happen to have two best friends that I would trust them with my life. Like there's nothing that I can't share with them. There's nothing that I, I haven't shared with them. They've been through every up and down, up and down with me. And um, there's a consistency, there's a respect, there's a love. And there is a comfort in knowing that they always have my back. And they're not yesing me to death. They're going to check me and I'm going to be okay with that. Yeah. Sisterhood, friendships don't mean yes, man. I don't want no yes woman in my life no no we check each other we call each other out accountability yeah we discuss our marriages um there's no fronting there's no ego we don't try to outdo each other um if if they ask me how everything's going if it's not going good i'm gonna tell them it's not going good i feel fucked up i feel terrible i can't stand my husband right now i don't feel the need to put on a show that is my safe they're my safe space yeah they are my safe space that's so important and all of us need that yeah i feel like i go through like (laughs) i feel like i go through like these weird i have a bestie for sure a sister Mm -hmm. but i feel like i also like as far as just like core group of friends are concerned i go like through these just like these weird periods Mm -hmm. and i don't know like what exactly it is you're growing i'm growing i think also a part of me like thinks i want something and i don't actually want it Mm -hmm. like i'm not i really am i'm a true introvert introvert we both are i am a true true introvert i'm okay with being home with my family and my boyfriend and i'm pretty much we both do the same thing yeah we like go out and we'll we'll vibe with someone another woman and connect and be like oh my god and then it's like I never use the number because I'm like, eh, no new friends. Like, like I, it, but it's like, I don't feel like going out. Yeah. But it's the introvert thing. Yeah. It's like, I have a difficult time sharing my energy Yeah, and my space. Yeah. It's definitely a grass is greener situation. Cause my boyfriend checked me on that. 
like a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. when I was talking to you on the phone and I was literally crying <laughs> about not having any friends and I was like I was talking to him about it and I'm like you have your group of friends blah 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 he's like you do know that like you have people that you can hang out with and spend time with you just don't want to you choose not you, to you choose not to yeah you choose to like not go out and yeah. I'm like you know what that's true yeah so I'm kind of at that that space where I'm like picking my battles, but I feel like there's literally like nothing better than having that safe space, right? And I try to be conscious of that too, of like knowing myself and knowing how I am when I'm in a in a friendship, mm-hmm. knowing that like I'm not gonna be that person that you text me every single day or we text each other every day, right? That's just like not how my relationships work oh my out. God, me neither. It's important to like set boundaries and know what you want and expect and need out of each other right that is a major major key and being able to communicate that yes it's and it's no hard feelings it's just about knowing yourself and knowing knowing your sis right love and respect yes like your your friends you know for a fact there's one day out of the week at least a day out of the week where you speak on the phone with them right and you said it like you have like a we date. we have a schedule well okay so both of my best friends are no longer in the state of new jersey so one is in california and one is in atlanta florida i'm sorry now. she just moved to florida so um we allocate a day i mean we may speak more than that but but we're going to speak at least once a week and it's interesting because we take notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like throughout the week, yeah, we take notes because there's important things that we we don't want to miss. And when you're trying to catch up, and you know you have family responsibilities and things you have to do, it's like we have to make sure that we <laughs> we don't miss any key points. So um, we make time. You know, we make time for each other, even though we're not in the same state anymore. And um, there's something very nurturing about it and sharing the same energy with your sister once again. So aside from allocating time for your sisters, what are some of the other things that you require or that they think that you require in their friendship? For me, I I know this is a fact because They've both said that <laughs> uh, unconditional love, because I can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, Scorpio. Yeah, that Scorpio energy is very intense. So um, I know that they love me because there are times when I'm mad at myself. Like, what? Who, who do you think you are talking to someone like that? So um, I respect and appreciate that in them and I give them the same right so we always come from a space of non-judgment with each other and that's why we're so comfortable sharing anything because we know there's no judgment here this is the no judgment zone yes and I know when to listen and I know when to offer advice yeah and I know when to overstep my boundary and when to so not just fall back. Yeah, so just fall back. Exactly. Play your position. Exactly. Sis. Exactly. I think for me, the three is space, 
love and support mm. as a Sagittarian I need freedom mm. and part of my freedom is respecting boundaries mm-hmm. and respecting my time and mm-hmm. not t- not time but just my space right like I'm here whenever you need me but like you can't be that text every I, five minutes. I can't. I can't. Girls night every Friday. You're nope. not that person. I can't. Ne- do neither it. am I. Yeah. I can't do it, and I don't want to. Yeah. I like to, you know. You like to be with I yourself. I like to be with myself yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think part of that comes from like being an only child for so long. Right. And being up under you. Yeah, because we would just have. Uh, we would be with each other, that was but by ourselves. By ourselves, you'd like, be in, in the bed, bed with me, but you'd be doing your thing, and I'd be doing my thing, and yeah. we keep each other company, but we weren't each other's company. Yes. Right. So then, when someone tries to like disrupt that, yeah, I go crazy. Yeah, and I'm like, listen, I cannot. I clearly can't be the friend that you need me to be. Right. And like I said, it's important to like. Be honest with yourself about where you are in your journey, but also be honest with yourself about what your needs are in a friendship. Right. If you need that constant reassurance or like that constant communication every single day, then like that's something that you need to communicate. And why do you think women have such a hard? If, I'm, and I'm, we're talking about brown women, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's keep it specific. But why do you think we have such a hard time with maintaining friendships? Like, what do you think it is? Do you think it's the competition level? Do you think there's so many underlying toxic things, traumatic things from our past that just won't go away, that prevent us from developing and nurturing these um, beneficial relationships? I think it's all of the above in addition to like some of us still feel like we don't even have time for ourselves. So how are we going to have time to like nourish a friendship? Right. But you need that. You do. Yeah. You absolutely do. Yeah. Well, you're going to go crazy. Yeah. It's vital. Yeah. Everyone needs someone. Everyone needs someone. Yes. Right? Everyone needs And your man is not enough. Love. Your man is not enough because he's not going to understand you on a level that your sister will. Like, uh, yes. It's, it's, it's a different type of love. And it's, it's a annoying. different type of soulmate. Yes. You know, because I call my best friends my soulmates. It's, it's just different. Yes. And it's like, don't even try to put that on your man because he will disappoint you. Yes. <laughs> he can't give you that emotional security that... I don't even know what it's called. It's just something nurturing tender, about a yeah, woman. It's a tenderness and about women. They love us, but they're they're not built like us. So you are <laughs> going to be setting yourself up for a major disappointment yeah. if you're going to be expecting that type of um, emotional. <laughs> As women, we're way more intuitive, and we're also a little bit more empathetic. So, like, we read it as women, of course, we read into these things, like, read into like certain circumstances or things that happen to us. So, we'll be in a party or we'll be somewhere and we're like, yo, that was shade, right? And, the, and your girl is like, girl, that was shade. Right. But and what would your man your say? You're like, nah, like, you're bugging. It's, yeah, yeah. And it's like, like no. you're not going to validate my feelings? Exactly. So, it's that kind of thing. 
That's it's so funny like, you said that because see that that's the sisterhood. Like you're my daughter, but that was a sisterhood thing. Yes. Because we both had that experience. There's nothing more that I hate when I'm like, oh my God, she's clearly hating on me. You think everybody's hating on me. Yes. <laughs> it boils it boils my blood. It's like you don't see that. <laughs> So, yeah, let's not try to put, like, the pressure of having that um, sistership with our man. Because it's never never going to be a thing. So don't make it a thing. No. Because (laughs) they don't even have, they don't have those type of relationships. Yeah, their relationships are so based on play. Yeah. They just want to, like, have fun and joke around with each other and maybe drink. And talk sports. And chill. Brag. Lie. It's it's a very rare thing where (laughs) men are going to be able to be in a vulnerable space with each other. Which is why they're so effed up, by the way. (laughs) But back to us. But it's hilarious. But back to us and sisterhood. We're not gonna worry about them. Let's get us together and then we can get them together. Well maybe they can listen to this and take a few pointers too, because I know that there's a lot of men that also listen to this podcast. So Think about reevaluating your your brotherhood. Right, right. Or I guess we can teach our men to, to be vulnerable. Well, exactly. we can we can try to. Yeah. We can introduce them to the idea of vulnerability. Yeah. You know, whether they catch on or not, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely men that are connected to their femininity. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> there's a lot that are not. I find that like women, we are um, much more deep when it comes to our friendships in terms of how we choose and keep our friends, where men just base it on loyalty. And their loyalty to them is like, well, I went to kindergarten with him. So like, that's my nigga for life. <laughs> Literally, that's what it is. It's like they could be in two totally different paths with no commonalities at this point in their life, but they're going to hold on to that friendship like, yo, that's my brother. And and then we come in and they'll never understand because we're just too different. And it's like, well, what do you have in common with this person anymore? What is the exchange? What are they teaching you? Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. I don't know. We got off topic, but that was pretty funny. But back to sisterhood. So I guess we just really want to encourage you to embrace each other in a way where you just respect that you guys are on similar journeys, just in your everyday experiences. Yes. And give a smile give a little assurance that you you know it just says like i understand and i see you and i, I see you. with you right and we're all in this together yes so we're not each other's competition we are co-creators because honestly if we get this shit right like for real women can rule the world Beyonce did not create all these women feminist anthems for us to not live up to those expectations. We have to. We can't let the queen be down. Girls. Come on. And before her, come on. Aretha was telling us too. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. R-I-P, Aretha. Okay, Em. So let's close this, right, with our tower reflection and our quote reflection. Yes. So with the tower reflection, I pulled a card. And you pulled a card. Mm -hmm. So, 
I pulled the death card, which is actually one of my favorite cards in the deck. I feel like it's one of the most misunderstood cards mm-hmm. just because when people hear the word death, they tend to freak out. They think it, they take it literally. literally. Yeah. But it's a little bit different. So the message I, um, the, the message that came to through to me was, why are we having so much trouble letting things go? Mm. We have to stop trying to fit things into our lives when we're beyond it. Mm-hmm. It's like you trying to squeeze into a pair of jeans from when you were in kindergarten. Right. You outgrew it. Right. Why are they still in your closet? Right. Our lives shift. We evolve and take different shapes. Therefore, we can no longer take old habits and thought patterns and behaviors with us. And also, I'm about to read. I don't know who I'm reading, but some of us are going as far as begging people to stay in our lives just for the sake of comfort or having that security blanket. Mm -hmm. It's time to dead it. Let it go. Right now, we need to be magnifying our lives down to the like little, little details. Every single detail counts and it matters. So what sense does it make to try to nurture the extraneous? That means we're, we aren't being discerning and picky like a Virgo mm. with our time and our energy. Think of this as a period of revival. If you have another chance to live again and build your life back up, what are the things that you're going to do differently? Indecision breeds paralysis. So what choice are you going to make? Ooh. I picked the chariot. And the chariot is about it's the encouragement to go full force with your mission. We already have the energy of Saturn and Capricorn to help us with being disciplined. Enforce your willpower by taking back control of your life. The momentum of the chariot is an energy much like gravity and the way in which it almost forces you. It carries you. Are you preparing yourself to take flight? Yes. Remember, you better pack light. And remember, this energy is filled with willpower. It's filled with determination and it's filled with strength, which will inevitably guide you to success in this new chapter of your life. And the quote that we have is by one of our favorites. Alice Walker. Is solace anywhere more comforting than that in the arms of a sister? Am. Perfection. It sums up everything that we said. Yeah. I couldn't have said it more perfectly. And I hope that this episode allows you to tap in with yourself, tap in with your sisterships. If they are a part of the death and the journey, let it go release it make Mm -hmm. room make space for new nurturing relationships and keep it pushing but remember always respect and love yes thank you so much for listening to us into our 11th episode and we will see you in two weeks see ya we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you were able to connect with us through some of the things that we've shared The olive branch has definitely been extended and we'd love to continue the dialogue. So please engage with us and share your feedback, suggestions, likes, tell your sister, give us some positive energy. You can use the hashtag BGA podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Brown Girl Alchemy, at Amber the Alchemist and at Nelly Mommy Alchemist. 
Until next time, brown girls, we see you.